0: I'm so excited. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger even though I'm injured and that's bloody exciting. Woohoo! (laughs) Rowie, how can you be so happy when you're injured? How can you still be strength training when you're injured? How can you still be lifting heavy weights when you're injured? And there's a really important answer to that question. If I don't do anything, if I'm sick or if I'm injured, And I lie flat on my back or I stay in bed or I don't move or I become inactive, which seems to be the advice that a lot of people are given. If you're injured, if you're sick, don't do anything. (laughs) Is it possible? And I laugh because a lot of people I think use that as an excuse to, oh, the doctor said or the physio said, don't do anything, so I'm going to do nothing. And the really important question to ask there is, what happens to your body, the rest of your body, if you don't do anything when you're injured or when you're sick? So obviously, if you're sick, it's very difficult to lift heavy to get puffed and your body's fighting a disease or fighting a virus or fighting a bug, so it needs everything it's got to get better. But if I stay still and I do nothing and I have no circulation, is it possible, number one, that it will take longer to get rid of that thing because I've got no uh, fresh air, sunshine circulation? But also my challenge is how quickly the body wastes away if you do nothing. Now, there's lots of different research studies on this. And as I often share, you can, you can pick a research study to suit what you've got to say. But because I want to stay fit and strong for the rest of my life, do you want to stay fit and strong for the rest of your life? When I read things, particularly about old ladies, old people in uh, who are put in hospital, are uh, put into a bed, how quickly their body wastes away, you can lose Muscle tissue at such a rapid rate that if you get out of bed after a week and you haven't moved for a week, how do you feel? Your body's really weak. I'm sharing all of that with you because I choose to keep my body strong and keep my body fit even if I've got an injury. So I have a permanent back injury. I perforated my disc between L4, L5 in my lower back when I was 18 years of age. And it has, according to the experts at the time, I was never going to be able to run again and I was never going to be able to lift weights again. Interestingly, and that's why I always ask, please get a second opinion. Uh, I've run 21 full marathons, many, many, I can't count half marathons. I run every day with my puppy dogs. I sprint on the treadmill and I lift particularly, I, well, for, I, I won't say I lift enormous weights, but most people say, wow, row for an old lady, you're bloody strong. And I can lift heavy logs and heavy rocks. And I'm sharing all of that with you because if I'd listened to the experts, I would I would have done nothing and I would have wasted it away and I'd probably be dead and I can't put it any other way. So what I'm always looking for is ways to stay fit, stay strong, stay healthy, even if there is a challenge. So one of the really things... To, or interesting things or one of the exciting things to always go to is anatomy and physiology. Not somebody's opinion, not somebody's advice, even if it's an expert, because I've been given so much different and contradicting and sometimes ridiculous advice from experts. I always go back to anatomy and physiology because that doesn't change. Doesn't matter the expert, doesn't matter the doctor, doesn't matter the allied health health professional. Anatomy doesn't change. Physiology doesn't change. Sometimes the uh, interpretation of physiology changes. But here's what doesn't change. If you lift something with your body, if you overload a muscle, yes, the muscle will get stronger. You have to overload it to get stronger. But what it does, it sends a special message to all your muscles that are being worked, and the more muscles, the better, and the more muscles at the same time, the better, and the more overload you put on the muscle, the better. That, the muscle then sends a message to other muscles that surrounds it, It sends a message to all your other organs in your body and it sends a message to your brain to say, this woman's overloading me, I need to be better for next time. So after you've lifted something heavy, you have a brain that has brain derived neurotrophic factor, fertilizer for your brain, that message comes from the myokines in your muscles. You feel good because your brain has been told you've overcome a challenge, you've lifted something heavy. Uh, you've got dopamine and serotonin, and because you've lifted heavy, you've also got endorphins, which are a pain-killing, neurotransmitting happy drug. So you always feel really good, and is it possible that if you're injured or if you're sick, that if you've got that kind of chemical response going on in your body, that you'll get better quicker, particularly those myokines coming from the muscles, which send messages not just to the the muscle that it came from, all the other surrounding muscles, and all of the other organs in the body to say, you need to be better for next time. Now, there's some even really beautiful research to show that those myokines send messages to your immune system to stop you from getting sick and help you get better faster. Uh, it sends messages to your, the way your body distributes fat and obviously you want, if you're going to have fat on your body, it's much better to have it between your skin and your muscles, subcutaneous fat, than it is to have it around your organs because you've got fat around your organs, that's dangerous fat. If you've got fat around your belly, that's dangerous. If you've got fat on your bum or, or, or the back of your arm and it's the wobbly kind of subcutaneous fat, it's not dangerous fat. You might not like it, but it's not dangerous. It's also easier to burn up, and that's why those myokines that send the message to your your whole endocrine system, if you're going to store fat, let's store it in a place that we can burn it off really easy because we don't want it in a dangerous place because next time this woman lifts something, next time she's got to run, next time she's got to be active, we want to make sure that everything in her body is working effectively. So what is Rory? What are you what what are you going on about? What I would like to ask very personally is if you are told, don't move, don't exercise, you shouldn't because you're injured or you're sick, is it possible, just think logically, is it possible that your body could waste away really quickly? And if you've ever watched somebody who has been, or if you've ever experienced being in hospital for a week or two weeks, God forbid, and tried to get up and walk after a week of not walking, uh, what happens to your body? And if you look at what has physically happened to your body, and we'll use the example of a broken arm or a broken leg if you've ever been inside a plaster, in a very short period of time the whole arm wastes away. But it doesn't waste away if you, you can't use the arm if it's broken, but you can still use your other arm and you can still use your other legs, you can still use the rest of your body or with the two legs that you've got. So I'm always looking for ways to be able to exercise if I'm sick and if I'm injured. And there's a beautiful expression or a a physiological response to that, which is relative intensity versus absolute intensity. So obviously if you're sick or injured, you can't train to your absolute intensity. You can't train to your physical best because you're not at your physical best. But you can train to 100% relative intensity. So even if I'm sick or I'm injured, I still look for a way to train as hard as I possibly can relative to how I'm feeling on the day. So with my bad back injury, one thing I've never been able to do is obviously barbell squats because that's a major compression force through my injury. And interesting, it's also an exercise I would never recommend, unless that's part of your sport of course, because everybody's gonna get compression forces through their spine, and that could become an overuse injury. So what I do is I lift as heavy as I possibly can, but I'm also restricted by my range of motion. Now, it's been suggested that you should always do a full range of motion when you exercise because it's more functional. When you squat down to pick something off off the ground, it's very likely that you'll go all the way down and all the way up. So it's functional to have full range of motion. But the beautiful thing about physiology is once an electrical impulse starts at the top of the muscle or the origin of the muscle, it goes all the way to the insertion of the muscle. It doesn't stop halfway through. So, for example, uh, if I do... a uh, uh, squats or lunges or alive lifts, as I call them, because I hate calling them deadlifts. Uh, if I can't do the full range of motion because I'm injured or uh, my body doesn't work effectively at the moment, I can lift even heavier, but I just do a short range of motion. So, for example, if you see, you're never going to see somebody that's got a big upper quad and a little lower quad because they've been doing short range exercise because that's not the properties of muscle. Once you start an electrical impulse at the origin, it goes through to the insertion. It's like if you've got an elastic band, if you pull it from one end or the other end, there's tension through the whole band. It's not like there's tension at this end and not that end. And I'm sharing that with you because it also means that if you've got clients or yourself, and I'll I'll use this as an example, one of my sisters was trying to get stronger and all of my family are much older than me, so I was really excited that she wanted to do strength training. But her, just her, her ability, her, uh, the way her body was working at the time, she found it very difficult, because she was older, she found it very difficult just to do a normal squat, just to go down into a normal squatting position and get back up again. She kind of rounded her shoulders and her back was sticking out and she was all crooked and it didn't look good. You might have people who've got scoliosis where the spine is also uh, not working effectively or the shape of the body is not effective to a full range squat. So start with a short range squat. So you can pick up a weight, as long as it's heavy, as long as you're overloading, and when you're not going full range of motion, you can actually go heavier, which means you can get stronger. So if I'm injured, if my back is sore, I can actually lift a heavier weight because I'm not going down as far. If I'm lunging, I'm not going down as far. So I can lift heavier, so I'm gonna get stronger. Now I'll go a step further, because this is really exciting. It also means that uh, I can keep getting stronger and stronger. So what if I do my full range of motion as a warm up? So I just do some body weight squats and do a full range of motion. Then I lift as heavy as I possibly can in the short range. As I get stronger, I'll be able to lift more in the full range because I'm getting stronger. But I don't want to limit my ability to get stronger just because I can't do a full range of motion. So I'm gonna wrap all of that up. If you're injured or if you're sick, you can still exercise, you just gotta find a way. If you start an electrical impulse at the start of the muscle at the origin, it goes through to the insertion. So there's no, I, can't, I have to do full range of motion. Is it more functional? Probably. But if I want to get really strong, I don't have to do a full range of motion. I just have to move the weight. Uh, and I'll use an example again. My mother, who, who strength trained at a very old age, she was over 80 and still lifting very heavy weights. But she didn't do squats and lunges because she didn't feel comfortable with them and she had arthritis in her hands so she couldn't hang on to the weight. So she was very happy to do leg presses. Now, leg press is not a functional exercise. There's nowhere in life where you sit in a chair and push weight above your head. But she could get very strong in that position and she felt safe in that position. And she was sending all those magical myokine messages throughout her body to say, you need to get stronger, you need to be fitter, you're gonna be better for next time. So ultimately, if we wanna be fit and we wanna be strong, we've gotta overload our heart and heart and lungs to get fit we've got to overload our muscles bones ligaments tendons and joints to get strong and if we don't overload them they waste away so i'm going to say that very powerfully if you don't use it you will lose it if you don't use it for as little as a week unless you're a really fit strong person who needs to have a week off to have a rest to super compensate most people will lose a very large amount of muscle and a very large amount of fitness in just one week I don't want that to happen to me ever so i just refuse to put myself into that position so if you want to stay fit and you want to stay strong and you want to be lean and you want to have a happy brain and you want to have healthy hair skin and nails and if you want to have a strong immune system a strong digestive system you have to be fit and you have to be strong the stronger the better don't let your muscles waste away lift as heavy as you possibly can and that will probably be in a much shorter range so maybe combine the full range of motion in your warm-up and then some really heavy lifting, as heavy as you possibly can, in a short range, so that your, that your muscles and your bones and your body keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So you can live your life to the max and live longer and longer and longer. Woohoo! Super duper